listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? Um, very well, Steve. Thank you. Good, good. Yes. You having a good week? Yeah, it's a good week for me this week, isn't it? Yeah, are you having a good one? I'm having a good week, yes, so far, yes. Yes, out, out and about, and lots and lots of uh, activities we're doing this week. You've got a lovely weekend planned as well. Uh, yes, yes, seeing you and uh, all the family, which is going to be nice. Yeah, you're not going to say it's your birthday, are you? No, no, I, I don't have birthdays anymore. I've stopped them now. I, I stopped. When I was 65, I, de- I decided to stop. That's so it. I'm 65 again. Mm. 65. Good. All right, we'll stick with that. We'll stick with that then. <laughs> and if people want to send in any emails uh, wishing you any well wishes, they may. <laughs> but we're not making it too they public. Can do. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't. We, we don't want to. No, no, we 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 move past that now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, um, what have you been working on this week? I know you've had a busy one so far, but you've been doing some work as well. Yeah. Well, I've I've expanded a little bit on the um, color pencil. I'm I'm sticking to this at the moment and battling really. I, I think, but. I'm getting there. I'm watching lots of videos of people. Some I like, some I don't like. Some I find a bit too intricate, uh, so I have to sort of sift through them. But uh, there, there's some, some really nice stuff and very good ideas as well. So uh, I'm, I think what I'm doing, and we were talked about this just now, what I want to do is I want to show people how I'm progressing no, I started from nothing really um, on the first picture, and although you were happy with it, I, I kind of wasn't that happy with it. And uh, but the second one that I'm work, working on now, uh, I'm more happy with it, and I'm learning more. Uh, and combine that with the uh, videos that I watch and people working with them, I still find that they fiddle a lot. It's a lot of um, intricate work, which I find people wouldn't have the patience for. So I've got to kind of find a happy medium, really, which uh, I hopefully will do. Because mm. with a pastel pencil, it, it's so quick uh, compared with that, as I said last week. And I, I'm the, the, the picture I'm working on at the moment, um, which I showed you earlier, I'd have finished that long while ago but now i'm still working on it and i mean i'm on my third day of doing this and i'm just about halfway through so you know give you an idea of how much time Mm. it's going to be interesting when i see you next week obviously i would have finished this one by the time we do the next podcast but that would probably looking at it now it'll probably be seven days or more that i've been working on it i don't work it solidly obviously uh, but there'll be a lot of hours and this is the easy way so how people can cope with working on maybe a week or two weeks on a picture like that i, I think people would 
not want to spend that kind of time. Makes it difficult to teach, doesn't it? Makes it difficult to teach. Well, it is because uh, if I if I showed every um, stroke that I made uh, by now, I would have used two cards up at least, which is probably about five, six, seven hours, and I'm not halfway through it. So you can imagine that's just not possible. So what I'm doing is I'm doing a little bit explaining what I'm doing and then advancing it, showing little snippets as I do. Mm. And I think it's, it's going to work out because people won't be bored. Uh, and I, I, even I get a bit bored with it. I get to a point where, okay, I've got to stop now. Mm. It's very rare that I do that with pastel pencil. I can just keep going. So that's what I'm finding, Stephen, and I'm sure other people will probably find the same. If they, but if they want to use coloured pencils, then, uh, I mean, they're a very popular medium, and it's all over YouTube. There's far more on the coloured pencil than there is the pastel pencil. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be interesting to share that journey that you, you've been on through these pictures mm, because mm, um, the last picture mm, you did, you used pan pastels, and in this picture, you're not having to use them at all. No, I'm not going to use them, now. So that's true, but um, I used pan pastels out of necessity because I got to a position where it just wasn't right, and the only way I thought out of it was to use them. And I'm glad I did because it, it was another alternative that that uh, people could use to get them out of trouble if they have. But this one, no, I'm not. And uh, I'm probably going to resist for a while using them. I'm going to try. I love the idea of working in one medium and using and manipulating that one medium rather than twist them around like watercolour and pastel pencils. Uh, At one time, uh, I did use that and i have there's, there's a couple of pictures on the, uh, the website where i've added pastel pencils to watercolor uh, but uh, it worked and people liked it and uh, we've had some success but if i really had a choice i wouldn't do that i would, would stick to the one medium just use colored pencils all the way through if you could. I would if I could, yes, yes. And like I use pastel pencils, I mean, I use soft pastel or stick pastels. I consider that the same medium. I don't consider those two different mediums. Mm. That's how pastel I, a, is a very different makeup. And mm. yeah, I think it will be interesting to to show that course that you did, the, 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 the picture that you did, because it will show just how people could use those if they wanted mm. to in their coloured pencil work. Absolutely. Um, I don't think it's anything you you can't do these days. Um, but as I said, people will be able to judge what they think. Mm. And um, But there's a lot of ideas that I've got and uh, I'm using on this particular picture I'm using now. A lot of ideas which I think could look quite nice. But certainly I prefer the artists that use or turn their pictures into paintings as opposed to drawings. Mm. Now, I've mentioned this before. If I was really honest, I prefer the painting side rather than the drawing side. Mm. So I'm going to try to make my pictures look more like paintings, even though I'm using colour pencils. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? It is. It is interesting. And um, 
yeah, the, the picture that you showed me earlier, the work in progress, is, is looking great. It's a really interesting, it is a different uh, result that you're getting. But the background absolutely mm. looked great. Can, you know, you didn't need any pan pastels on that. The colour was solid. It was really no, no. vibrant. Do you find that when well, you... since I spoke... Go on, carry on. Go on. Since I spoke to you, I've now decided I was... I got to an area where I thought I've got to do something more. I just can't leave this in its present state. So I did use the solvent. Uh, so you haven't seen that yet, but I used the solvent. And I was very pleased with the way that actually reacted. It came... and, and the, what I do on the video, I actually bring the picture back. So I say, look, this is the picture I'm working from. This is what I did. It's not quite the same, but it's certainly much different to it was before I used a solvent on it. So if you see, you've got, you can see this, you can see that what you're trying to do, as I say, is, is, is to create the painting. And I think it would be possible to work, go back over that as well with more color pencil mm. oh really this is a similar mm. method to it sounds like it's a similar method to fixative in That's terms right. of working over the top of it do mm -hmm. you find that the solvent has the same effect than the, as the fixative did does it dull it down at all uh no no the no the opposite to that it brightens it up because oh. you're emulsifying it like a paint and it brightens it up it makes it much more intense no it no it's the opposite effect where fixative would um, dull the pastel down this doesn't do that at all and um, but there are fixatives for colored pencil uh, so that's something that's something i haven't tried yet but i'm going to would you need to fix a colored pencil work hmm. yeah if you break it down with solvents it does tend to make it um it comes off on your fingers Right. I found. I mean, I used that to my benefit because I did use my finger as well to blend it with, as yeah. well as burnishing. So different things you can do. Mm. Uh, but then if you can use a fixative on top, and then once you've got the fixative on, you can then work on top of that because it seals the, um, the colour pencil in. Wow. God, this is yeah, interesting. Yeah, I know, isn't it? Really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, this is why I think that uh, it, doing what we're planning – over you know, a number of weeks, I'm going to do different pictures and different subjects as well. I've got a feeling when I saw when I saw what I was doing with the um, the, the picture I'm doing now and the, the different effects. I thought, do you know this? I wonder whether this could work with a landscape. Mm. So, isn't it interesting? Yeah, so, that would be that would be really interesting. Hmm. So anyway, we'll we'll see how we get on. Are you going to stick with the subjects. the paper that you're currently using, or are you going to move to another one like pastel mat? Yes, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. The, and there's another one that um, um, I've got a note of it. I can't remember what it's called now. Pre U Art U Art U A R T U Art. And um, there's a premium paper. It's got a, a sand, a very light sandy surface. Mm. And uh, I've seen people using that, and that looks nice, so I might use that. Although it's, it would be, I think, similar to pastel mat, to be fair. We did try UART for a little while. We got some paper over from the US, uh, the grip, the UART grip paper. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm trying to think if I've got any that I can send you. I'm trying to think if we it's have called any. Pre- it was called Premium. Maybe you it's are Premium. Anyway, Maybe it's different. I but I wasn't using coloured pencils then. That was for pastel pencil. Yeah. It would be interesting. That, that would be really interesting to see what... Uh, yeah, what what results you get, and uh, I think it's just so fascinating um, mm. with all of the different techniques that you can do. Well, what I think we might do in the end, or rather, should I say, I'm hoping I'm going to do, just as I with the pastel pencils, I'm going to find something different, something that other people perhaps hasn't haven't done uh, that I can adapt to make it my own. I hope mm. this is what I'd like to do. But because I'm looking at it from uh, two points of view, one, uh, the fact that we've got to make it look as good as we can. And secondly, that we've um, we've got to make it as attainable. As I said, it's no good me doing a a picture that no one's going to be able to follow me. Oh, I can't do that. I can't be bothered to do all of that. That's that's no good to me at all. (laughs) It's got to be something that creates an interest, captivates and inspires them that they want to have a go and I'll give them the techniques to do that. That's yeah. what I hope to do. That's, that's the utopia really, isn't it? And that's what the, the, that's what we've done with all the other mediums, even watercolor, you know, that that watercolor, uh, is attainable because people have done it. Even people trying it for the first time have actually produced a picture. Mm. And, uh, so, that's what I'd like to be able to do with a coloured pencil as well, if I can. Find an easy way and um, an in- interesting way for people to go about using their coloured pencils. I think most people have got them. That's the thing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Anyway, they can they can join me in this journey, which is going to be fascinating. And we're going to make uh, – I'm going to give the, the cards to you. And But what, what I mentioned to you – is that these are not going to be done, not going to be put out anywhere, but on our member site. We're not going to be advertising them. I wouldn't be able to do that because people would start comparing them, which they would do, and quite right, I would do, with other people who do the colour pencil work much much better than I have done, and I wouldn't want that to um, it, it, to uh, lose the reputation of what we've got uh, mm. planned. But from the member's point of view, it's ideal. I don't care what people think and say, oh, that's not very good, Colin. Or, oh, I don't like that, Colin. That's okay. Because I've got the backup of the watercolours and the pastel pencil work, which I do. And people know that. So the members will only get this. No one else will. Mm. So it's great for them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that we can share those these experiments almost uh these trials uh colored pencil trial pitches that you're you're finding your way and that that we can share that with everyone i think people are going to find it really interesting i, I think people would love love it i'm sure they will because we're going on the right footing we're explaining right from the beginning i've not done this before this is a trial gosh that's not working so let's try this oh well, that's, oh, that's okay but i think i'm going to do it this time See what I mean? It's it's this warts and all. Mm. Brilliant. That'll whet people's appetites. Um, okay, so let's move on to a couple of uh, topics that have come into to us this week that we thought we'd talk about. The first one uh, 
was a, a picture that Peter sent over to us and he was struggling with what background to do. And it, it, it provided us with a good opportunity to talk about um, different backgrounds because in Peter's picture, it was a dog uh, full length. The whole body of the dog was in the picture and he had a very tricky background to work on. And we wanted to talk about it because in particular, when you have a whole animal in a picture, there's certain considerations that you have to make with the background, mm. as you were telling me, um, whether you follow the picture, whether you try and make it up yourself, and what kind of key points to to pay attention to. So can you give mm. some advice to people, Dad, if they have a picture that, have a, that has a whole animal in, uh, what should they do? Sure. Well, first of all, the picture, there's several things you've got to look at. First of all, the angle that the picture's been taken on. Now, why is that important? Usually, you're above the animal because you uh, are standing five foot five or five foot eight tall, and you take the photograph of the animal that's only about two foot six foot or two foot, depending on the size. So you're looking down on the animal. Most pictures that I've seen, that's what happens. After all, what would you have to do? You'd have to go and get to the same angle of the dog and take a picture if you want the sort of two-thirds landscape, sorry, two-thirds sky or one-third sky, two-thirds land, which is a normal thing. Now, in a horse, for instance, the horse is bigger than you, so most of pictures that are taken with a horse, you have that kind of rule. You'd have sky and you'd have trees and you'd have ground. See what I mean? So that's the first thing you've got to look at. You've got to look at the angle. Now, the best angle of all is to go straight on. In other words, you'd have to squat to take the picture. Most people don't do that. They wouldn't do that. They say, oh, look at, uh, um, you know, whatever the dog's or the cat's name is, and you take them where you're standing. Okay? Now, that's, that's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But you've then, you've got a different background you'd have to think about. So that's the first thing. Now, what you don't want to do with any picture is make the background too cluttered. So you've got to make it as simple as you can. I've got lots and lots and lots of pictures on our website where people can see what I've done. Uh, horses, cats, dogs, whatever. And you can see that what I do is I put a background, usually a foggy background, out of focus background so that the animal stands forward so you can see it now when you've got uh just the head shoulders you haven't got too many problems you can put them in a very cloudy background you can just smudge it and get away with it you can't do that if you've got legs if you've got legs and you've got paws they're standing on something therefore you can't float them because if you may try to make them uh, in the same uh, way I've told you, that out of focus, the, the animal would float. It'd be floating in the air. Because you've got shadows. You've always got a shadow somewhere. And that shadow's got to be put in. And it's got to be put in on a surface. Now, it could be grass. It could be a carpet. It could be ground. Uh, in this particular case, uh, the dog was on a... Uh, a gravelly, um, earthy surface with lots of tweaks and things. Okay, so what do you do? Well, what you do is part of the, the animal that's standing on the surface has to be 
relatively uh, detailed in as much as you've got to make it look like ground, grass, pavement, whatever, and the shadows go in. But you've also got to think about the background side of that. Now, I always you can get away with out of focus as long as you go far enough back from the animal. Usually it's about three or four feet back from the animal. So the animal it would be perhaps come up to his shoulder or something like that. And then from then on you can you can do the same colour, but you can fog it. Are you following me, Steve? I am. I am. You kind of. You, it's there's a lot to take in with what you're saying. But I know. I know. Because there's, there's a lot, a lot of variables. Well. There's I, a lot of variables, isn't there? So much. So much. Okay. So that I've I've covered that. I've covered the fact that the area the animal is standing on has to have some kind of relevance. You can't make it foggy. Otherwise, the animal will float. You can make it foggy some way back from the animal on the distance. Yeah. That's not a problem. But it should be either the same colour or the same tone or, see, what I don't like is someone saying, okay, well, I've got grass and I've got houses, so I'll make them foggy. And then, oh, I've got um, some lampposts, so I'll put some lampposts. They could be foggy too. Forget all of that. Because once you start putting that sort of thing in, you're taking it away from the animal. You've got to make it much simpler than that. Now, if you've got um, grass, that's very difficult to do anyway. People who've done landscape work will know that if you're going to put grass in, that's quite hard. Now, if you've got a horse in the field, you've got no choice. You've got to put grass in. But if you've got a dog or a cat, you don't necessarily have to do that. So you'd have to choose something different. But it's you as an artist have to make your mind up. Now, the other thing, the other consideration, and this is a very, very important one, you've got to think of the animal's colouring, the tones in the animal. Um, you can't say, oh, um, I've got a lovely um, what brown dog, you know, with um, gold in it, isn't it lovely, and put it on a bright red background. That won't work. It would look terrible. So you know my policy there is I try to find a colour or tones that are complementary to the animal. And that's got to be done. If you don't do that, you're going to be you're going to be in trouble, to be fair. So I would say that you've got to find a complementary background to the animal. And as an artist, that's your job. Mm. Okay. So the um, animal the animal is on something and and we're, we're not if we can avoid it we're avoiding grass if you do have a kind of earthy gravelly um uh, how do you approach pavement. that yeah you you just kind of make it as simple as possible mm, depends on the animal i mean you know you've, you've already done the animal presumably uh, if it's a pastel pencil you usually do the animal first doing a background some people do the backgrounds first and i I've never um, advocated that at all because until you've done the animal, you don't know what colours you're going to use. You can guess them, but you don't know them. Once you've done the animal, you do know the colours. You've got all those colours there. And so, therefore, you can choose from those colours um, or complementary colours that would match them. So backgrounds are always best done afterwards. Now, 
I think that if you were saying, if you're going to put it on, when you did say don't put it on grass, no, you can put it on grass. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just grass is hard to do. Mm. But as I said, just say it's a horse for the moment, and it's you've got to put it on grass. You, you can put patches on, you know, of, of earth, but generally speaking, you'd put it on grass. So you haven't got a choice. But any other animal you have, you can use carpet um, or and there's nothing wrong with carpet except don't put a pattern carpet on it because otherwise you're going to be really in trouble um so a plain colored uh, carpet if it's indoors if it's outdoors then it would be a pavement or a patio or something like that but again that's not difficult because you find the colors generally speaking i would use gray as as a standard color because grey is neutral, it doesn't have, uh, especially if you use the um, earth greys as opposed to the bluey greys. And because I use a lot of grey, people know that as a foundation colour. Once that's in, then you can put colours into that. Even on on earth, I'd still use grey. You can then put browns and ochres into that grey. Okay. And so. I, I've, I can't really, until we've got a picture in front of us and say, well, what would you use for this, Colin? Mm. But I've given given a, a generalisation, really, of, of what um, I would look for, I would look for in a picture. Yeah. I think the one of the, the key things that you've mentioned to me before regarding this is how to uh, simplify the foreground slash background so that it doesn't take away from the animal itself like you said about if there's things in the distance to have artistic license with removing stripping those things out and having it as a plain uh background uh color and then not putting too much detail in the foreground that's right oh definitely that that is the number one priority for me Mm. but i remember i did a fox once do you remember that fox i did i was just thinking about this real Tubble, I really tussle with that one. But if you look at that fox, everything from about three foot behind him is is fogged out. I mean, I put an impression of a tree and a bit of sky and that, but it was all grey. I would have used grey to start with. Mm. Uh, but when the fox had to be on grass, yeah, an interesting angle that you t- that, that that was taken from. Effectively, it wasn't from That's above, right. was it? It was from the same level. Yeah, that's right. But I, I do try to do that if I can, because you get the, the best possible um, best possible angle. Mm. Mm. Taken from above, I've never really liked them, never liked those pictures. But the, the, see, the problem is when you get commission work, if someone, uh, can you do my um, poodle or can you do my um, Persian cat or whatever and whatever and whatever, and you look at the photographs and they've all been taken from above usually very rarely from the side so you've got you either got to say yes i would do that of course i would do that and, uh, um, and as soon as you say that you're committed and you think oh how am i going to do this mm. when i did commission work years and years ago i used to say send me the pictures and i'll have a look at them and they'd send them in, and I'd have a look at them and say, I'm sorry, can you send me some more? Mm. Because they weren't 
I didn't have anything I liked. I had one. I, read, I, might, I might have told you this before. What, I had some dog. Someone wanted to do a dog from America. Can you do this dog? So they sent the pictures over. Pictures were sent to me, and I said, I'm sorry, none of these are any good. Can you send me some more? <laughs> yeah, but I've got to get these from America. Well, I'm sorry if you want me to do it. They did. It happened, and I, I fulfilled the commission. Because So I'm sure people think, oh, I can't do that to my customers. They won't. They'll go somewhere else. That's fine. Let them go somewhere else then, because someone else is going to have that problem then, not you. Yeah. You've got to be a little bit, a little bit bloody-minded, to be honest, Steve. Yeah. But a lot of the time, I would. Um, this is when I first started using the foggy backgrounds, you know, and and put put my animals in clouds because I got got out of a lot, a lot of um, problems with that. I bet. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good idea. Really good idea. Yes. Cut, cut the head off, you know, just have so much of the shoulder in and at an angle. And, it, Makes and people it loved it. Well, I do. To be honest, I do. I, I, I still like that. Um, I don't do much of that these days, but I used to mm. do it a lot. Mm. Lovely. Lovely. Anyway, I hope that's helped people. I'm sure that um, I'll have a lot of, a lot of uh, people saying, oh, I don't What's he talking about? <laughs> Well, no, I think I think there's uh, some good, really good pieces of advice in that, and uh, I don't think we've covered that uh, topic uh, perhaps in the same detail as we just did. So, uh, no, that was good. That was really good. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, go on, go on. The next go on. one, please. No, <laughs> next problem. I'm going to save. No, I'm just waiting for the next. I'm going to save the next one to next week because we've hit half an hour now, and I think that's a oh, have we really? A good oh, time that's to... a shame. I was looking forward to that. <laughs> oh well, I'll have to wait. I'll have to wait for the next one. We'll carry that over to to next week. We'll keep keep everyone guessing, but yeah, we'll carry it over to next week, and um, we'll also okay. check in with how you're doing with the colour pencil work as well. And uh, by then, you would have finished this mm -hmm. picture, so we can check in with how you got uh, on with that. And on to the next one. Yes. Yes, fantastic. It's good fun, isn't it? It's all good fun. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying hearing about it, and I, I can't wait for people to see it eventually. So, excellent. Well, thanks, Dad. Enjoy your week and your weekend. Um, yes, <clears throat> yes. Well, I'm seeing you on Saturday, so we'll uh, yeah. um, we'll we'll have a have a catch up and uh, all the rest of the family. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we'll leave it there for this week. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.